0: Welcome to Soundbreaker. I'm your host, Bob Shami, and we are about to break the silence. Join me as we go behind the scenes and meet some of the most influential names in the music industry. Get ready for remarkable success stories that break the norms and defy the odds. From dreams to success, from challenges to victory, an exclusive backstage pass into the lives of music trailblazers as they create their own path to success.
1: This is Soundbreaker.
0: Welcome to Soundbreaker. On today's episode, we're talking to George Tremblay, who is a groundbreaker in the music industry. Hands on, I can vouch for that. Uh, Thank you for joining us, George. And for our listeners who might not be familiar with George, uh, can you please introduce yourself and tell us? Not too much because we're gonna dig into it later. How did how did you start it? And just a little bit, just a little bit.
1: Oh God! Well, I am still uh, in this business after more than forty years. I started in a record store back way, way back in a small northern town of of Quebec called named Chicoutimi, and uh, (laughs) Chicoutimi. yes (laughs) yes <laughs> is it that means, is that what is that is that French even no no it's uh it's a native it's a native It actually where it's deep it's related oh. to the river so ah oh. okay so yeah and you know been in been in the music ever since from the wow. 80s
0: so my next question was how did you first start it in the music industry and that's yeah. really, really what it is you started at that place
1: Yes, I did in a, mm-hmm. a record store called A and A, a chain, a defunct chain, uh, one of the first one to be hit by the uh, changing in the music, uh, changing in the economy in the music industry. Uh, but A and A was used to be owned by CBS when CBS before it became Sony.
0: You know, not to be ignorant, been in the music business also mm-hmm. for a long time, but A and A. Was it only in Canada, or or, or was it uh, yes. North North America, or just no? Only? It was
1: only it was only in Canada back then. Oh. It was uh, basically three major national chains. It was Sam the Record Man, it was uh-huh. uh, uh Music World, and it was a uh, A and All the other Music chains World. were sure. I know. I
0: know Music World. Yes. Yeah. back. From so back all the, the other day, yes. chains
1: were basically regional, but those three uh-huh. were national. Uh huh.
0: It's funny, you said CBS owned it, is that what you said earlier? Yeah,
1: up till like the mid, uh, I'd say the early part of the 80s and then it was sold to a, a gentleman named Fred something. All I can remember was Fred. It's
0: funny how, how uh, networks and media companies owned chain stores. Like, yes. you know, back in the day it was a normal thing. You know, yeah. now they own streaming platforms or certain things, yeah. yes. <laughs> they, own, they still own um, the stores. <laughs> yes, uh, George. Uh, we're going to go back a little bit to your childhood. How this whole thing started. Your love for music, and and you know, just how did it all develop? Was it a parent, uh, one of your parents? Was it something? Just you know, how did it all really come together or evolve? I,
1: I think my mom was listening to our music. You know, she had um, she had an album by Al Green. That fascinated me, the artwork and all of that. I mean, see, I have to say, I'm from uh, a place in the world where 99.9% of the people were white. Uh And to have an album with a black face on it, and it it was just like it was drawing to me. And and I was listening to it, it was just amazing. It brought me a whole new world. And then my two older brothers were listening to one of them was mostly progressive rock rock music, the other one was mostly folk French Canadian music. And you know. Yes. When they were I wasn't allowed to touch their records. <laughs> but <laughs> how old were they, you? Eight, six, eight, you know. But oh, when they were, were not in the I mean, house. eight years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. When oh they were not God. around, I would listen to it, you know, like in hiding from them, basically, behind their back. But then <laughs> I bought my first uh, – I remember buying my first, uh, the first vinyl I bought when my own money was uh-huh. an album called uh, Seconds Out by Genesis. Mm-hmm. And Genesis, then I bought sure. Kiss Alive, too. Wow. So, and that was it. That was the end of it. I was hooked, hooked. You're really hooked forever. The That's Beatles, it. Bing Floyd, the Stones, you know, you know ACDC, Van Halen, uh-huh. They And then they all followed, you know. Okay. Very nice. So,
0: we'll go a little bit further, or forward, I should say, excuse mm-hmm. me. To A and A, and you also worked for HMV mm-hmm. in the late eighties as a buyer. And yes. I'm quite familiar with HMV, as I mentioned earlier. That I uh, actually I used to deal direct with them with one of the biggest stores in New York. It used to be in Columbus Circle. They had a huge, yes. massive building and floors. Yeah. I yeah, remember for each genre and all of that. Yes, and how was your experience? And how did you, you know, uh, being as a buyer uh, at HMV A and A? And how did you shape? How did it shape your career in the music industry from being a buyer at such large chain store?
1: Well, it exposed me to a lot of music. That's what it mm-hmm. did. It exposed to me. It exposed me to different tastes, different genre, different. And then the, the thing that I loved the most as a buyer, we had something called lost sale log. So the staff on the, lost? St- on the fl- lost sale log so staff huh. on the floor with note on a piece of paper imagine you know, not not, hmm. not in a computer nothing like paper, no digital no yes no yes. And, uh, the request they got from someone that they couldn't find inventory so one of my most fun thing to do as a buyer was to try to find that title and bring it into inventory because at hmv we are, it was basically uh, it was a store, Peel Saint Catherine, right downtown Montreal, and mm-hmm. we would say to our clientele, "We have one, at least one of everything." Mm. But that meant forty thousand titles. Well, you imagine today, you know, if we were going to yes, have oh one yeah. of everything, it's
0: impossible. Oh, forget it. Forget. It. Yes, yes. Yeah. You would definitely need a building. Um, a quick question, you know, my recollection of dealing with buyers back in the day, each buyer used to have in charge of a certain genre. Were you mm-hmm. what genre were you in charge of as a buyer? Uh, rock
1: in general, ah. rock in general, okay. Uh, uh so okay. we we had a jazz buyer, we had a, a classical buyer, but when I mean rock, it was basically from whatever rock is made of then includes disco, yeah. it includes, uh, it includes oh. dance and it includes metal. And it's, uh, I was, wow. um, I was more in charge of specific vendor basically. So I would handle uh, like back then, uh, Polygram the... records. I would handle oh, a yeah. and I would handle, uh, uh, BMG and, uh, and Warner. So, and everything
0: big... fall under the genre of rock.
1: Yes. Oh, interesting.
0: That's a fun Oh, yes. I'm sure it is. Yeah. You know, uh, amazing. I mean, going from the 80s and forward, going forward to being a vice president at, uh, or senior vice president at DEP Distribution, and also your current role also, I believe. How has your day-to-day uh, job changed uh, you know, evolving the digital industry.
1: Do you have five hours? <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's. How let's put it change. in hot water, shrink it. But I, I've seen <laughs> I know, so much I know. I've seen so much change. So much change in uh uh you know, basically back then at DEP we were basically a distributor. So whose role was basically you take the records, you manufacture the records, and then you ship it out to the store and you try to make it basically in the first third of the store. So the first um, mm-hmm. 30% because 70% of the sales back then happened mm. in the first 30% of the store. So you want it to be there. It's like the old version of being on the playlist, if you want, you know? Yes. So yes. the playlist was the first 30% of the store. I went from uh, um, you know, a- and from physical, which everybody talks about heydays and all of that, but it's a uh, yes. It 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 was a fun time, but it's also a fun time today. I see fun times in in all of them, but what I've seen is, uh, I started looking at digital around two thousand two, two thousand three, and 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 I foresaw, or I I think foreseeing is too pretentious. I think it's a uh, I. I saw there was something there that's go- that would affect us deeply yes, and I have a degree in computer science, so anything that's geeky is yes. is interesting to me, so I started oh. looking in so I started looking into that what what is m p three what what does that mean uh, where you know, and I've seen basically record producers labels telling me. I will never put my music on MP3 because it's gonna kill my CD sales. Yes. And then five, six, seven years—five, six, seven years later—the same people would tell me, "I will never put my my my, music on on streaming (laughs) on streaming because it's gonna kill my MP3 sales." And so it's—we're involving. It's a it's a right. changing time. It's uh, yes,
0: yes, constant evolving. Yes.
1: Yeah, and we went from uh, we went from uh, uh, selling. I remember at DB, we were proud to say yeah. that we had an extensive catalog selling thirty five hundred albums. Wow. Thirty five hundred. I can't begin albums. to tell you how many albums that we sell at Believe. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: Interesting. I can tell you we you know, have
1: 22,000 labels? I believe. Yeah. Wow. 22,000 Some, labels. World something wide. like that. Is that, that? worldwide? Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 <laughs> something like <laughs> that.
0: Well, we're going to talk about your, your uh, tremendous role at uh, Believe, um, you know, as a managing director at Believe Digital in Canada you almost mm-hmm. saw tremendous growth in the company. And I'm, you know, credit is due when credit is due. I'm gonna say congratulations, yeah. you know, on that. In your opinion, uh, what helped the company grow rapidly? Because Believe really went and made I mean this company started before Believe, they're not even 20% accomplishment of what Believe did. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. what what do you think was the reason for that rapid growth and become the one of the biggest, if not even the number one independent distributor I, I know,
1: think it is now i should say I think it is the biggest uh indeed uh uh yes
0: aggregator it, yeah
1: it's we like to say now that it's more digital services that we offer because we're past the uh we're past the model of being a distributor in the sense that uh we work with our clients on on client on uh on Audience development on maximizing sales, we're uh, on strategy. So, but we went from that being just a distributor. Mm -hmm. We, you know, the in the early days, we, we, we would have uh, deals that were basically we would call DSP deals. We say, you bring us your content, we'll deliver it, we'll gather the, uh, we'll gather the accounting, take a percentage, Mm -hmm. percentage, and give it you back. But, um, yeah. I think, uh, um, Denis, the founder. of oh, um, digital. Yeah. Denny, yeah. his name is, uh, uh the mm-hmm. founder of the company has, a uh, has a lot of good visions, which we, uh, I always agreed. I always been in line with, uh, what he's been, what with he Denis's foresees, digit. what he's planning, yeah. what he, he, where the company should go. Um, yeah. and, and it was we need to be more involved with labels. We need to be, uh, we need to give out tools. We need to understand what the data is. So he did, we, we also saw, uh, I believe, the the importance of knowing and understanding the data. So to be found, to be discovered. And, and, and to when you say be, data,
0: you mean the analytics for the labels? Yeah. All the analytics. The, the breakdown. Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. the, uh,
1: even the metadata, we understood how yeah. how important it's going to be to be exact, precise, and complete. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I've I've dealt with other companies before, who, you know, the author, the composer, the uh, the arranger, they wouldn't put that into the metadata. But we're and it trying. It wasn't to- important for the DSPs themselves back in the day. Yeah. it wasn't. It but- was just whatever. I believe we started gathering that data earlier on mm. to because we Before knew, the DSPs work up to it. Yeah. We knew uh-huh. we understood that uh all of it will become important. So I uh, I think it's adapting is the key, mm-hmm. one of the biggest key of successes, I believe, is the adapting and understanding the needs of the independents. Uh w- I mean, we are not a major. We're an independent. We're by yes. nature understanding the challenges. Even though we are a very big independent, we understand yeah. the way the company is structured is local to global instead of global to local. Mm-hmm. So it's very a, it's interesting. Very interesting nuance the way it's done. Yes. Local What's your first. biggest,
0: or your biggest, or their biggest uh, global? Uh, influence uh,
1: in what sense
0: in every sense what believe is structured for and what they offer
1: it, it's it's structured for indie it's structured but yes. uh you know and i think it was in 2016 believe acquired tune correct and, yes uh so a lot of people saw that as a, as an opposite to the direction that Believe was, uh, was doing in the sense that Believe is really label-oriented. But yeah, if we are going to help careers, yes. we need to be there at every moment, every uh, step of the career. So, And it starts with the Tunkur, uh clientele, which is really important today. Yes. So and then walking from the TuneCore you know growing from the TuneCore clientele to 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 manage and 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 stream to uh uh to the Believe so there's not as much structure at uh, at TuneCore as there are at Believe so it's a mm-hmm. different d- different way of approaching the business but uh, the key here is to be there to help develop artists and labels at every step of their career, every level. I don't like level because it's basically every step. Every step of their career. Yeah. their music career. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I mean, yes, having, um, Tunko is, is actually, is a game changer. And also Tunko, one of the top, I would say in artist independent distribution, yeah. you know, do it yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Platforms, a very yeah. nice, complete, uh, uh, it gives a, a suite of, of services to everybody. Mm-hmm. So we can, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, There's a, uh, there was a few, uh, I'm trying to stay as less current as possible, not to talk about current example. So I'm going to go back mm-hmm. to Petit Biscuit, which was a French yeah. French artist uh, like five or six years ago who went from TuneCore yeah. to, to Believe and it had global hits. Touring around the world wow. at a very young age, so Amazing. much so that uh, he had to have a, like a legal guardian with him because he was not of the age to to play in certain clubs, but he was, he was just a, already a global artist. Hmm.
0: Um, your ex, you know your expertise in monetizing uh, content and managing artists' services, uh, you know that's a very pivotal skill. Uh, in this day and age, uh, is there a particular independent artist or label uh, that you are proud of, of uh, seeing evolving and achieving great success?
1: Yeah. I, I'm, oh, geez. <laughs> uh, it's just, I am so, um, I don't like to give myself too much credit for what I did. I think because. Uh, well, you need to, they, my friend. It, this You think, need to. I've, Today I've is been, the day. <laughs> I've been working with uh, um, a lot of Canadian independent artists and, mm-hmm. and labels. There's a yes. uh, there's a label here in Quebec called the Septième Ciel, which is uh, a French hip hop, Septem- French uh, Septem-Ciel. language, Septième Ciel. Yeah. So Seventh Avenue, uh-huh. the Seventh uh-huh. event, seventh who, uh, mm-hmm. uh who's celebrating his twentieth anniversary this year. And, uh, uh, they're doing it at the biggest venue in Montreal where the, uh, uh, so it's the 24, 24,000 seater and they're doing mm-hmm. the 20th anniversary for local hip hop artists doing, doing a show after 20 mm-hmm. years and, and mm-hmm. it's sold out. So, uh, uh, I'm proud to have been there when, uh when uh Steve the owner who's also an artist called annoda started this mm-hmm. label we were there uh day one we uh and, and i think he's been i've been involved business with him ever since like he's always been at d e p and then i believe he is still a believe client so um i'm pretty uh uh I'm more proud of him than, than what I did. I like I was there to to help him out, but he's uh he didn't need me. That's that's how I feel. So oh. <laughs> I guess Very I can take some. <laughs>
0: Very <laughs> humble of you, George. Um, uh, the music industry has evolved drastically, and you know, in the rise uh, digital, di- from, you know, uh, of digital distribution and streaming platform. In your opinion, I want you to look in, uh, you know, George's uh, crystal ball and tell (laughs) us what do you think the industry five years from now would look like? Where is it going? Oh, God. We went, you know, from physical to digital to streaming. And, you know, then social media now is bigger than, you know, streaming platforms. So what do you think? And evolving fast. I don't know, even five years, is, is it a... Many things will happen or you think there's a you know
1: it it's a slow change see. it's hard to see More a slow year evolvement. from now. It's hard to see yes. a year from now. imagine five. Mm. I mean um just a little over ten years ago, a single, the standard for a single was yes. three minute three minute thirty seconds that was basically Correct. and that it, has been the case since. The sixties, I'd say. Yes. All of a sudden now, in the last five years, we're talking about 240. Wow. 230. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I'll take a very old statistics, statistics that I should, uh, I should update, but, uh, I know that three years ago. Yeah. The, uh, um, Longest or the most popular, uh, format on TikTok was, uh, 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 17 seconds. (laughs) Because of the short uh, segments. I should refresh that statistics in my brain to see where we are at today. But is that where we're going? Minute long song. Is that going? Is that where we're going? Um, can we keep the can we keep the pace of a hundred thousand new song a day worldwide? Can we keep that pace? Does it make sense to have this much music released? These are all questions. That will they be answered? I mean, it's. Uh, I think uh, in the spring they published. Uh, um, I, I should have checked those numbers before before we talked today, but uh, I think. Um, one of the platforms, I'm not, gonna, uh, I'm not gonna say which one, has something like uh, well over 150 million songs on it. And, oh. um, and the statistic was like 40%, or th- I think 30% didn't have a single play in the last two years.
0: That's why I know what you're talking about. That's why they have this, that, that recent change that yeah. they implemented starting in January.
1: Of twenty-four. My, pers- my personal opinion on that is, uh, I'm not all go yeah. for that. The user-centric. Is that what you're referring to? Going to user-centric. I'm not sure it's the right position. So, who are we? So you're. You, so Correct. Bob, you release a song, and you make uh, mm-hmm. fifteen million, fifteen million plays. I release a song, yes. and I I do two hundred plays. Why wouldn't my 200 plays be paid? Because that's what user centric is going to do. Pretty much, you
0: want to eliminate me as a 200, you know, as an artist who just generated 200 uh, Mm. plays. So is that telling me that I'm no good? Yeah. I don't have, you know, or is it because I don't have enough backing for my marketing? So So I think it's kind of this, you know, it's discouraging it's not encouraging mm-hmm. it's discouraging for artists inspiring artists like how to, yeah. what's the message we're sending out there is that what you're saying
1: i agree yeah I, that's what yes. i'm saying i mean mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it's hard because it's art but it's commercial art in the sense that uh, yeah. you're putting it up for sale for, and i'm i'm putting this in bracket yeah, for sale on, on spotify or apple or amazon or or these, or whichever that you want to uh, uh, be played on. Yeah, it's because you want people to be listening to you. But if no but, one's, you know, listening, social
0: media platform is supporting independent artists. You know that, mm-hmm. especially with yeah. short segment videos.
1: Yeah, you know the oh, music man. behind it. So where are we going to land in five years? You tell me, buddy. In a sense. <laughs> I have, uh, you know, my uh,
0: personal opinion. I know technology a year from now, not even five years, as you said, you cannot mm-hmm. see a year from now. Technology going to play a big, big role. It is playing, but it's going faster than anybody's imagined. You know, I where agree. your eyes could catch it even. Yes. And then, technology going to play a big, major role. There's the AI factor in there. See. Yes. You
1: know? We're
0: going to come to that in a second. Yes. Absolutely. AI factor. Absolutely. In a po- I look at AI as a positive thing. Me too. To the music industry. Me too. You know, as you said earlier, major labels, when you when when you were a buyer and say, hey, we don't want to miss with anything digital. We don't want to kill our sales. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's gonna evolve. It just matters being involved and yeah. everybody gets involved. You yeah. know,
1: AI could be could help uh you know uh correct some lyrics. Mm-hmm. Come you know, uh, help, help with, uh, inspiration. Okay. Uh, you know, help me out. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for something that I want to say. Here's what I want to say. And I, I don't have the right word there. And maybe you, you'll get like five suggestions from an AI platform and, and yes. the song is going to be that much better. So the right um, music for the right tone for the right yeah. lyrics. I mean, that's, uh, uh, all tools used yes. correctly are useful. Yes. Absolutely, always,
0: always, I'm not
1: saying they you know, won't be uh provoking some deep change. I think it will everything is I mean, who would have said fifteen years ago that we are the industry would revert back to a single based industry? Yes, everybody would like, no, no, let's release albums, we gotta release albums."
0: Yeah, singles were a promotional tool back in the day. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, More
1: promotional tools. Yeah. So now we're to back to, to that. We're back to that. Mm-hmm. We're back singles, to yes. a single-based industry. So we're back mm-hmm. to the song. Yes. We're yes. we're we're back to the basic.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, incredible insights and information. Uh, the music industry, known for its challenges, a little bit off question. Uh, and setbacks. Can you share a difficult moment you faced in your career and how did you overcome it? Uh, Such questions for our fans and listeners.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> um, my my mom say, do I name names? No, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh I can you tell can. you some, I mean, at this point, at this point, uh, you can. I, I can tell you some, uh, some stories that, uh, I, yeah. my honesty always, uh, uh, yeah. always, uh, not always, but made me, made me regret saying what I felt. I, I have this yeah. image of, uh, uh, being, uh, being at me and, uh, yes. one of our labels. Uh-huh. shows up with a, an artist manager to play us their uh, a new track by a new singer uh-huh in me dem. so yeah me damn so I listen to the track music is great, yeah, and then at the end i say uh, the manager asked me asked me his opinion, oh god and uh and i go i go, I really love the music. Yeah. But the singer, ugh, not so much. I, I'm i not sure. I think, do you really have to use her? And then the managers just walked out of the room slamming the door and the label guy told me, he says, it's his girlfriend. <laughs> so, um, I. it was a lesson learned for me. If I was going to listen to a new artist, I would ask the people around. So, married. Sister, brother, and do I, I need to know these things? Daughter, you know? mother. Yeah, yes, There you go. Yeah, I. Um, and, oh, you touch on something. Mothers, fathers as managers. Yes. Don't. Yes. Please okay. don't. Don't do it. Let somebody <laughs> else do it. You're not I a see. good judge of your. Let the public do it. It's much better. Yes. 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 Let someone else do Uh, it. Watch over, but hire somebody for, for your managing. So, yeah. I have other stories, but, Uh, but they're, they're, um, I'm sure, uh, you know, I've, I've picked up a few people from, uh, uh, having, uh, too much, drinking or whatever but challenges industry wise mm. i think uh what i'm going to tell you is the uh, managing change has been one of my one of my uh um uh, biggest challenge ever because you're um i i i'm not nostradamus or or any, but i i i read a lot and i've been reading a lot for a long long time i mean i've been uh, I think I started using the internet in the early '90s, and and mm. for me, You're a big reader, mm-hmm. yeah, and for me to read the new trends, to understand what's going on, to uh, like, to understand the algorithms, how do they work, how do they think, and uh, what are the new? Uh, uh, where are we going? Where you know, YouTube went from having full full length videos to shorts. Uh, uh, you know, the TikTok influence of music. So managing change and being able to curate this information to to guide the people uh, um, making the decisions for artists, to to give them all the options, give all the information so that they, according to their uh, um, their, uh, prism, you know, prism. Mm. Is that how you say it? You mean? You know, like the triangle on on Pink Floyd. It's a prism. P oh, okay, P R. okay. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, it's I a, know what you mean. Yes. The light goes to it. So you have, it changes the way you see things. Yes. Uh, so it that they have to, all the right tools to make the right decision, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Yes, I got it. Interesting. Managing Interesting. change.
0: Yes. Managing change. Yes. Yes. Um, what's some of the uh, common misconception people have in the music industry? That we are all
1: party animals. <laughs> or are you talking from people from the the public who don't work in the music industry, or or work people in the music industry outside, outside, outside? Yeah, yeah. That we are a bunch of goofs. <laughs> that's. I, I think that's a that's that's it. i
0: we oui. I know I hang out with you and medam in France. We hung out, yeah. so
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean <laughs> yes. like everybody, we have drinks and we yeah. eat. You know? <laughs> yes. But uh <laughs> um the people who uh were successful, I would say the yes. majority of the people who were su- successful in the seventies and the sixties probably wouldn't make it today. Hmm. Um.
0: I, I, okay, I see
1: what you mean. Uh, it's, uh, we're data driven today. The yes. world is data driven. So big time. M- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they would have adapted. No, you're not the, because because. Oh. But it was all feeling. It was uh. You know. Uh, there's no payola today. You can't pay for your no. playlist. You can't no. play for you. No. It used to be that in the '70s and the it, '60s. You mean pay the, for play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This, mm-hmm.
1: no, it, it doesn't does work anymore. It does not exist today at yes. all. Yes. Yes. So, uh, there's a lot more work from, uh, uh, from the artist, from the managers, from the, um, you, you have to, um, I'm managing, uh, a band that's been around right now, managing a, a band that's been around for, to, like, 30 years. We're, we're going to work on our on wow. 30th anniversary next year. And it's a, a Quebec, Canadian, French. Uh, so they sing in French. <laughs> and uh, I have to bring them to the level that they understand that it's, uh, they are now a media. So YouTube, Facebook, all the media yes. stuff, we, they have to understand that uh, we have to integrate. All of this into uh-huh. their musical and creation journey. So they understand that it's so this the it, it's the music is at the center, but what, uh-huh. however you put it together. So we used to do uh, artwork for v- vinyl CD or whatever yes, whatever single. Now all of that creation goes into video. So Videos has to be in different format, have to be part of their creation process. Hmm. Um,
0: Collaboration is often a key element in the music industry or music world. Uh, Could you share a memorable collaboration or story of someone that you work with who left an impact on you?
1: You know, I think the people you meet, the people you work, make the who you are as a person in a, in yes. a, in an industry even in life i uh yes. i could probably talk for hours about guys that i've met you know uh um one of the guy that gave me my first my first break his his name is daniel paradis uh, uh he is the founder of DEP. uh and yeah. uh, he decided to take uh to take uh, a chance on on a kid that uh uh daniel with, i uh, think i met him I think I know Daniel. Yeah, yes. I think you met him. I think and, um yes. back yeah, then I him, yeah. it was uh I I only had hair up here and uh, a big <laughs> big ring, big ring uh on my uh uh earring, big a big earring yeah. and I was wearing letter all the time and I was uh, uh and he, he said, Yeah, I think that guy can make a good a good salesperson and so he gave me a good he may give me a good chance. Yes. Uh, Taught me a lot about uh, um, how to respect music, how to respect yes, the people who yes, are making it. Yes, yes, um, yeah. And then I met some some. Uh, oh God, I met uh, I met um, Roger Hudson from Supertramp was I had a really yeah. good uh, impact on me. Obviously, Denis yeah. like the guy he f- from from Believe. He is uh, probably the smartest. Person, I've met in in this industry, and you know George Kukuzela. I you know George very well. Uh, yes, Randy Lennox. He was part of DEP. He was yeah. part of DEP also. Yeah. George, yes, yeah. yes. Randy Lennox yeah. from Universal. Uh-huh. Um, Wesley Eden. So I like I have I owe a lot to many people. It's very nice of you to say that. That's very really nice. You know I'm
0: sure we're going to share this interview with all of them so they get to see it <laughs> and give you a thumbs up um, yes we're going uh, to go back to your what do you studied my friend which is uh, you know computer science engineer mm-hmm. very impressive yes mm-hmm. technology you know I would say has significantly changed the landscape uh, of the music industry and how have advanced uh, or advancement in technology influence your work in the music industry
1: as a whole? I, I think it, it's been part of my I, my way of looking at it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was doing data with Excel or um, what was the first version of uh, um, something123. Do you remember the first version of Excel it was something123? Oh, I think so. I think so. Because I used so, it myself and, years and ago, I would uh, I would make statistics. I would make so to to understand where we're going. Like this guy is buying more rock. This so to me, it's been part of my the way I'm looking at things, the way I'm working, the way I'm uh, yeah. uh, uh, making decisions. And then yes. now with all the streaming platforms, it's it's given to us. So uh I think the availability uh, easy availability of data has changed mm-hmm. made my life easier but uh um, um I'm going to say cliché here data <laughs> is only good a, as good as the people reading it yes
0: well said well said <laughs> well said my friend yes absolutely george absolutely um uh, you know, I know you mentioned the way you will stay updated back in the day. You do a lot of reading, a lot mm-hmm. of reading to the latest trends and updated, you know, what's happening, where the industry is going, latest innovation. How do you do it now? What's your key to go to? What do you, what's go to, you know, to I have stay updated? 50,
1: 50 different blogs that i I just opened up uh, one of my, uh, uh um, Windows on my, on my, uh, uh, Google. So yeah. I, you know, I, I read slate, I read, uh, uh, arts and technology. I need audio burst. I need billboard. Uh, there's a, a thing called a uh, visual capitalist that comes up with great data. Uh, uh-huh. I read, uh, um, so many different blogs on, and I read all the, um, uh, all the platforms always have like, a, a, you know, Apple Music for artists, Spotify for artists. So going through all of these articles is really, yes. really important to understand. I mean, there's a support at YouTube you need to go through. Yeah. and You need to understand what they're saying. They're giving you the keys. They're giving you the uh Here's what you should what's the best practice what so i I try to keep up with all of these things that's a, and you know i have to I have to say believe gives has a, a business intelligent team mm-hmm. that uh, gives us a lot of uh uh meeting to do, and I try mm, to do it interesting. all. interesting
0: I'm surprised you never went into technology yourself. Like, hey, say, what I studied, what it is, and my knowledge in the music, combine both of them together and I, do something in the music tech world. I actually tried.
1: Oh, you did? For, for a year and a half. and uh, um, Oh. The vision was so far from uh, uh, the tech industry was so far from understanding the music. Your vision. That it, yeah. Uh-huh. It was hard for me to uh marry the uh marry the understanding. It's uh uh so it didn't work out. It didn't. No. They didn't listen to George. That's it. Well, didn't not only to me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see the vision.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um let's see. You know, any you know, I'd like from your uh expertise you're a legend in the business yeah, any yeah, tips yeah. that you could give some of the people who are trying to navigate in this kind of difficult industry you know there's a lot of nays and nose and and yeah. uh, you know and should i say gate kit industry mm. you know there's people a lot want of to navigate jeepers, do, do their own yes you know, a lot
1: but there's there are less Fewer, I would say, gatekeepers than yeah. there were before. I mean, if you wanted to go to a record store uh, uh, back then to get your CD or your vinyl or whatever yeah. to get on the yeah. shelf, it was near impossible, which is why Correct. back then, I mean, like I was saying, we at, at HMV, we would carry 25,000 titles. And we thought that we had one of everything. So uh, this is... Uh, as fewer gatekeepers today but there's uh, uh the danger is to uh, release the music too soon the danger mm. is to to be impatient uh, uh, there are many dangers in the easily access market today mm-hmm.
0: when you say uh, release the music too soon meaning uh, in terms of promoting the music or what? Putting it up on, on, on it.
1: platforms. I mean, you, you can go to TuneCore and pay, I don't yeah. know, $10 and get your music on, on all the platforms that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's going to find out about it? Okay. I always say the best song ever recorded exists, mm-hmm. but nobody knows about it because they put all the money into production. And they had no idea how to come uh, to do some marketing. It's mm-hmm. there somewhere, but we don't know because they don't know about marketing. With the new rules, especially
0: next next year, two hundred streams, you're not going to get paid. So they need yeah. to get their ducks in order. They yes. need to get the promotion. Yes,
1: you need to get the experience. You need to get the uh, uh, you know yeah. opinion from outsiders. You need to. Uh, Open your mind to be, to critics. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Humility. You
0: know, interesting, just to go back in our conversation for a second, you know, that ruling for that one platform in regards to the 200. Mm-hmm. Now you think this is every platform gonna adapt something like this or
1: not really? Um, I I wish not, I hope not. Uh-huh. I uh, but I, I'm uh, I'm I have to to say that I I don't have a firm and final opinion on it yeah. because okay um we're all expecting for the platforms to carry all the music yes uh but is that fair to force uh, them my to opinion no. Keep- to keep, uh, uh, you know, and when do we decide, uh, a music should not be available? Is it a year? Is it five years with zero plays? Is it 10 years? Where do we draw the line? Is it? it that's why my, my opinion is not, I don't think user-centric is the way to go. I think every music that has, uh, a, a clientele or, Mm-hmm. that reach a public should be rewarded somehow yes but where okay, do we well. uh it, it's hard to at I'm stuck at the same time at how why do we force and should we force should we expect spotify and all uh apple and everybody mm-hmm. to carry everything well, this is to all of our listeners.
0: You heard it first here at Soundbreaker <laughs> with George Tremblay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure our listeners find all these tips and all this information very helpful, George. Uh, before we wrap it up, any anything you want to uh, promote or plug in that you're working on, upcoming project that you want to talk about?
1: Um, I'm working with a, a young singer songwriter. His name is Josh Alexander. Uh-huh. we released uh we released uh, uh a song called Hurricane earlier this year i've uh, uh-huh. the guy comes up with melodies that like out of this world so i uh i'm i'm work also as a consultant in his management team and, and yeah. i'm hoping that someone will come and listen to this 5 years from now and say Geez, this guy was working with Josh Alexander back then because um, uh, Josh Josh made it big. I think he's gonna make it big. Okay. So look, look him up. There's a new song that's coming out at the end. Uh, we're we're doing this on November uh, November 2023, and he's got a new uh-huh. song called the "Why Am I Falling for You" coming out at the end of the month. He's just one uh, um, the discovery of the year. Sorry, I don't have the right words for uh, uh, the Walk of Fame for Canada. So um, uh, I think, uh, and he's going to be live on the TV uh, on on CTV at the end of early December. I think there's a uh, there's a lot lots of good stuff coming up for Josh Alexander. Okay, well, be look
0: out on Josh Alexander, everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all great things has to come to an end, unfortunately. Uh George uh Tremblay, thank you for joining us today. Uh this concludes our episode of Soundbreaker. Please make sure to follow us uh on our social media and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you very much. This podcast is presented by Music Dash, world's first AI powered independent distribution CMS. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to share the Soundbreaker podcast. And if you are joining us on YouTube, please
1: like this video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time.